The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from many different places. Uh, thrilled to be with you on this wonderful Monday morning, December 14th. I'm very excited to be here this week. We've got a ginormous week this week, and it is our last week of live shows before we uh, let say goodbye to 2020, as we are all <laughs> so excited to do and welcome 2021 in. Now, don't despair. While we are off the air for a brief hiatus, uh, we will be playing oldies but goodies. And Traven has some really good things planned for you. In fact, there's going to be a marathon of Ask Dr. Doreen. We're really excited about that. But before we go, we are going out with a bang, not a whimper, right? Because that's what you got to do. You got to go out with a bang. So uh, I'm so excited that tomorrow we are, for the last time in 2020, we are having Dr. Temple Grandin live. That's right. You heard me. She's live tomorrow. And she's going to be answering your questions. I am taking questions right now. Now, I'm counting on those of you who are watching to spread the word. Here's what always happens. Let me, let me lay, lay this out for you. Dr. Grandin uh, comes and she really likes it because some, a lot of times you guys will send the same question, but you know, it'll have maybe different ages on it. Um, because you send it and somebody else says it and, and they're in general, they're talking about bedwetting or they're talking about, you know, how do you feed your child's passion? Right. And so to make sure that we get through as many questions as possible, she likes for me to curate them, go through them and, and say, okay, let's talk specifically about how do we find a child's passion. We've got a 14-year-old that likes trains. We've got a 17-year-old that likes cutting hair. Like, what would you do? And then she can answer them all together. So I know you guys like to tune in. You find out that she's going to be live, and you want to tune in and ask your question live. We almost never get to the live questions, and they and it's a barrage of questions. Um, and I can't even tell you, it's wonderful, and we love it, but it's very overwhelming. So I'm asking you to spread the word, tell people Temple Grandin is live tomorrow, and I'm going to be taking questions up till about six o'clock tonight, Pacific time. And then I'm going to sit down and curate the Hey Nani Nani out of them, right? Uh, and group them together. And, you know, and that's, that's the way Dr. Grandin prefers them. But it's always a bummer because I know you guys are like, you know, why aren't you answering my question? Uh, if you want your question answered, send them now, today, and others, you can put it in the chat today, or anyone can email me s.penrod at autism-live.com, right? That's the best way for me to get the questions, s.penrod at autism-live.com. So we got Temple Grandin tomorrow, Dr. Grand Pichet for the last time in 2020 on Wednesday. On Thursday is the Festival of Toys. Very excited about that. And then on Friday, we're going to finish Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy again with a bang. 
Vince Redman, amazing licensed and marriage family therapist, is going to be with us to close out this of a year, right? Uh, and then you're going to be treated to an Ask Dr. Doreen uh, marathon that will last until we come back in, I think it's, I think our first live show back is the 11th of January because Mama Shannon needs to take a minute and then we want to regroup to come back and give you the best 21 that we can possibly do, right? Um, Every year we sort of shift our mission a little bit about what what we want to provide you information on. And we've my team is running lean and mean, and we just need a minute to make sure that we're delivering you what the best that we can do in these circumstances. Traven's got a big plan. He's beefing it up. And, and I got a big plan too, but we got to implement, right? And that takes a beat in a minute. So, but we're here this week and, and we're embracing you guys, sending you virtual hugs and telling you, si se puede, we can do this. We can, but we do it together, right? Hold hands. That's right. So uh, again, I'm excited to be here and we are live and that means that we're interactive. Right now you can be interacting with us. If you are watching us live, you are probably watching us on YouTube, on Periscope, on Twitter, or on Facebook Live. And if you are watching on any of those platforms, we now have a way that we can, you write your question on that platform and it brings all of them right here to me, which is really cool. We don't know how long the time delay is, but it's not long, and but we do encourage you to write in early and often, right? I, I know we don't get to everybody's comment or question, and I feel really bad about that. We do the best that we can, but I'll tell you, persistence pays off. Alicia, hola, how are you, my love? Uh, so glad that you're here. And um, I, uh, which reminds me that we have to say a big hearty thank you to everybody who participated in uh, this weekend's Sensitive Santa event that we partnered with We Rock the Spectrum. And, you know, it's different this year. It's just, you know, vastly different this year. And um, so that was a ginormous bummer. But we want to thank everybody at We Rock the Spectrum for pulling off the event. We were a very integral part of um, getting the event ready. But normally, you know, um, I'm there and normally my family is there and we weren't able to be there this year, but we want to thank Dina and her team for pulling off a great uh, distance, a socially distance event. And uh, we especially, we want to take some time a little bit later on in the show to thank the amazing toy companies, because I got to tell you, you know, we just, we really didn't think we were going to do the event at all this year because a big part of the event is that the kids come and they run around the gym And then they go and get to spend quality one-on-one time with Santa where nobody is rushed and the parents get to take the picture. And and then they get this amazing toy, right? That was just like, boom, you know, you get to play in the gym, you get to have that time with Santa, you get to have the picture and you get this toy, right? Well, you know, we couldn't have all those kids in the gym, not while we're socially distancing in Los Angeles. They can have a small number of kids in the gym, but they, you know, we can't, We just can't have hundreds of kids going through the gym. We couldn't have that one-on-one interaction with Santa. We're not allowed to here, right? It's just not, you know, I know that there are some places in the country that can do it. We're not allowed to do it here. So, you know, that opportunity for the picture, you know, kind of out the window. So what was left? What was left was the toy. I'm going to get emotional. And, um, I just want to thank the toy companies that 
came through for us and donated toys. And we're going to take some time um, later on in the show to really spotlight them because, you know, a lot of people are saying no to a lot of things right now, but these toy companies stepped up, they shipped toys and made it possible to make people's holiday a brighter time, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa, whatever, you know, you celebrate a toy in a child's hands that, especially these toys, um, I got to give a particular shout out to a couple of companies and then we'll get to them later on. But I, I want to thank discovery toys. They make amazing toys um, that are so fun and a bright light and they're educational. Also a new company that we have uh, met through this year's process at EDX education. I always want to say edX, but it's EDX education sent some amazing, amazing toys we so thrilled to be partnering with Destroyer Toys and they sent these beautiful, I mean, I'm going to show you this later on, but these neonate babies that are my favorite thing under the planet right now. Uh, really want to thank the Ann Williams group because they send, thank you so much, my, my assistant handing me late breaking news. Uh, they sent us, uh, they make the best crafts. And last year and this year, they supported us so much in this, wonderful event. Um, but this year, I love these so much. <laughs> I know I've been talking about them almost every show. Uh, they're called Sticker and Chill. And I'm sorry, if there is somebody, hey, Helen, if there is somebody on your list um, that needs a breath, uh, this is the best thing. Under This has helped me save my sanity. They're stickers and it's like color forms for adults. I I'm so in love with it. Um, yeah, so wonderful. And they also have kits, uh, you know, we we were able to give people mini terrarium kits, just, just absolutely amazing. Uh, and there are so many more, so many more. Uh, and I'll get to those a little bit later on because I'm getting all beclemmed and emotional. So um, I just want to say, if you're joining us for the first time and have never been here before, I'm Shannon Penrod. I am the very proud mom of a wonderful young man who was diagnosed with autism when he was two and a half. And at that time, the doctor was telling me that I just needed to accept that my life was different and that his life was not going to be what we had thought and hoped. And there was a grief process. And then I got really lucky and I ran into people who told me about great resources for help and for support for all of us. We started early um, intensive uh, behavioral intervention, which uh, we call ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis, but it's not all equal and even. I say that all the time. Uh, we got the best of the best of the best at CARD, the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. We did five years of intensive ABA, and my life is so good. And I have to tell you that I'm filled with gratitude, but it's important to me to make sure that I turn around and I help whoever needs help. And so this show has been in existence for almost 10 years now. And our mission here is to provide information and inspiration for everyone in that larger autism community, which starts with individuals on the autism spectrum themselves. They're, I always say this, they are the beating heart of our community. There is no community without them, right? Um, so we want to help and support them and, and give them the dignity and the voice and the space for their voice and the acceptance of their voice, however it is. We want to make sure that we give them the support and the, the ability 
to all the things that they should be entitled to anyway. These are all the duh things for me. Like, of course, people on the autism spectrum have the right to employment. Of course, they have the right to love who they love. Of course, they have the right to live where they want to live, right? But it's not, of course, and we all need to be working towards that. So we start with that beating heart of individuals who are neurodiverse on the autism spectrum. And then we include in that community, everyone who loves them and is fighting for those same things for them. Uh, And this is what we're about here on Autism Live. So we welcome you to be a part of that party. We know that you already are, and we want to support you in what you need. It is not one size fits all. There is no judgment here. Um, that's not entirely true. We judge, I mean, cause there are some people who do some pretty horrible things and, and, you know, but that's not our community. Um, but we judge people who are nasty to our community. I'm sorry. I'm trying really hard not to judge, but you know, it's really hard. Uh, I'm still a work in progress too. In any case, if you are a part of that community of wanting to get further, we welcome you here. Uh, I have something very particular that I want to talk about for two minutes and then I'm probably going to talk about it a lot. I'm a little underslept today. Do you know why? Because I was up very late last night texting with a very good friend about how brilliant her daughter is. And um, oh, see, I'm, I'm really emotional this week. Last night, the Ed Asner Family Center did their wonderful gala. You know, a year ago, they had a gala and it was the celebration of, I think it was uh, at Asner's 90th birthday. And it was amazing and it was star-studded. Oh, for heaven's sake, you know, um, Darius Rucker and Jackson Brown played, you know, um, in this ballroom for all of us and everybody was glitzed up and, you know, Mark Hamill was there. Come on. It was just craziness, right? And I got to meet Cloris Leachman, who is one of my idols, you know? So wonderful, wonderful. And money was raised and you can't, you know, you can't be negative about that. Right. Um, but the, here we are in COVID and they couldn't do that. And they had a, a greater need to raise money this year because they took a lot of their programs, put them online for all of you for free. The Ed Asner Family Center, check it out. Right. Um, but they needed money to keep all of that going. And we had Matt and Nava here with us on the show on Friday talking about this wonderful event. So they decided to do something online. How do you have a gala online? How do you do that? They decided to do a table reading of It's a Wonderful Life. And they started reaching out to some celebrities like, would you like to do this? And one of the first things, one of the first bits of casting was Nava had just seen, uh, is it King of Staten Island? Great movie. Uh, it's there. Be prepared. There's some stuff in it, but great movie. And uh, Pete Davidson is really very lovely in that movie. So out to see if Pete Davidson would like to play George Bailey. Now I know people been talking smack. Well, they can just sit down and be quiet. There is no smack to be talked about Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is an actor, and I will defend that to the very death. Uh, he did a lot. He did a lovely job last night, but you know, he wasn't alone. It was a crazy cast. Can I just tell you, Vanessa Williams read the stage directions with her brother. They sort of tag team because it was a lot of stage directions, but it set the mood. And I've always respected um, Vanessa Williams and you know, her voice, come on, and her acting ability. And she's beautiful too. I'm in the exact same age as Vanessa Williams. And she was going to college, one college over from me when we were in college. And, you know, <laughs> this woman is beautiful and looks, 
she's taken really good care uh, of, of her face. You know what I'm saying? She's gorgeous. And she had a gorgeous background too. Um, as someone I love said, she had staged that background to within an inch of its life. And it's true. Um, not this Michigas, right? Hers was gorgeous. So, but I have never, I've been to a lot of readings, participated in a lot of readings. I have never heard someone do the stage directions with so much joy. It was a, she was a character. She added joy. It was, she was sublime. Absolutely sublime. By the way, Tom Bergeron hosted this whole thing and he is one of the funniest present, uh, you know, he should have, he, he's had a wonderful career, but he, you know, he, I think he was a stand-up comic originally, and there's a good reason why he's just so in the moment and hilarious and just such a human being. And I think that's what we all respond to. But okay, so many people were so great. Like B.D. Wong was off the chain. He was just so incredible. Absolutely loved him. Like too many names to mention. Mia Farrow played the mother. Come on, right? Uh, Richard Kind was really wonderful. I'll tell you who was great was Bill Pullman as Uncle Billy was fantastic and hilarious and wonderful. But Pete Davidson. All right, let's take a second here and talk about this. Pete Davidson was, he was just lovely. He was just lovely. And then, and you know, when everything was going and people were doing these performance and it was great and it was wonderful and it was enthralling. And uh, then we get to act two. And it's a very interesting script, right? That, you know, we, we recap for most of the movie and we don't really get to the plot until <laughs> two, you know? So it's this very interesting setup of a movie that we all love so much and we're so familiar with, right? But we get to act two and I'm breathless because there are a bunch of people in the cast that are folks that we know that are um, actors on the autism spectrum. And they were in there with all these big name Hollywood celebrities and they were doing their lines and they were being great and hitting their marks and, you know, just being wonderful and a, and a part of, right? All of that's great. Now we get to act two and I'm breathless because I know our Spencer Hart, who we've had on the show many times, and who I adore. I just adore. Uh, and she and my husband have this whole wonderful, you know, Harry Potter and infatuation together. Uh, so we're all, uh, and my son loves her too. We're all just breathless waiting because she's playing Zuzu. And we, and during the intermission, they interviewed the original Zuzu. Carolyn Grimes. Okay, so we get to the scene with uh, George who's losing it because of everything that's going on in his life and he has this moment with Zuzu that's pivotal to the whole whole screenplay. And so, uh, and the way that on the Zoom, like they, I don't know if it was like this on everybody's TV, but on my TV, um, you know, they Spencer had been over here and Pete had been over here, but now, like it had just worked out. So now they're right next to each other in the middle of my screen. And Pete uh, starts talking to her and he's got, she's like, you know, look daddy, you know, he, I got this rose, teacher gave me this rose and and he's, you know, has to, and, and there's no, you know, they, they don't have a rose. Uh, so there's just language, right? And, and, and he's saying, you know, she says, look daddy, you know, it's falling apart. And he says, well, I'll just fix that. It's lovely, they're doing great. And then magic happened, full on magic. Um, he said to her, he said, you know, I want you to, the line is like, uh, close your eyes and go to sleep. And Spencer 
because this is who Spencer is. She vibrates at this place that is just about being honest. This is who she is. And every time I've seen Spencer on stage, this is how and who she is, right? And Pete um, says to her, you know, you got to go to sleep. And she whispers to him, she says, I don't want to go to sleep. And then he leans in and it was this moment, you guys. Like if there is a way, I, I hope they're, they recorded it. I hope they're going to put it out there for people to be able to purchase, to watch it. I'm telling you, it's the moment to watch. That, you know, it's very, we've done a lot of Zoom plays and uh, it's very hard to have a connection. Like that moment in live theater where you go, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. And you see people stepping out onto a ledge where it's like, you know, this isn't scripted. This wasn't directed. We're having a moment. We're, we're talking. We're connecting. And Pete Davidson and Spencer Hart, I get chills thinking about it. They connected. And it was this, I'm, I am, I'm like covered in goosebumps right now. It was this crazy moment where we, my, my husband and my son and I were all on our feet and we were all like, and you could tell that some of the other celebrities were like, you know, it just was this moment and, um, and, and, you know, George was talking to Zuzu and it was, oh, the best. It was the best. You know, I, I, theater is what my master's degree is in and what my chosen career was before autism. And, um, you know, when people would ask me why, why do you love the theater? And it's and in particular, why I love being in New York and in New York theater, you could go see a play in New York and maybe every performance wasn't going to be stellar, but you were going to see at least one moment. If it made it to Broadway, you were going to see at least one moment where there was the magic, where you could tell that somebody was doing what they were born to do. You know what I'm saying? And that happened last night. That happened last night with Pete Davidson and Spencer Hart. And it made me very, I think that's why I'm emotional. And then I was just texting her mother last night and going, oh my gosh, you understand what that was? That was like crazy. Um, and the hallmark of two very talented actors that there's all this mishigosh and all these actors that are, you know, celebrities and there's all this acting going on. And then oh, something happens. And sometimes one actor that will happen and the other one is so busy doing acting and doing what they rehearsed that they miss it. That is not what happened last night. Uh, he said something, she focused in and he focused in on her. And at the end, you know, there was a little talk back afterwards and people were asking questions and um, somebody said, you know, and Spencer, Spencer, you know, you were so amazing. And the quote of the night was... <laughs> Pete David said, said to her, you were bleeping awesome. And then everybody lost it, but it was the truth. And, uh, and he was awesome too. And it was, it was delicious. It was better than butter pecan ice cream. So if you missed that, I'm really sorry. They raised a lot of money and they're probably going to raise more. If they're smart, they will put out the recording. And if they're smart, somebody will cast Pete Davidson and Spencer in something. Cause I'm telling you, the chemistry was to die for. All right. Um, at Asner Family Center, check them out. Check out their free classes that are online for individuals of all abilities and regardless of age. They have something for everyone. Check them out. 
Um, I encourage you to, uh, hey, Angel, I'm so glad that you're here. You're a newbie. I just waxed poetic about an event yesterday, and now I'm going to get it together. Let's get back on track. So uh, at this point in the show, we always like to uh, do something that we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani, nani, are those experts talking about? Why are they talking about it? Why do I need to know this? Why are we in alphabet land, right? All of that. We try to make sense of it. First, we give you the actual definition. Then I make fun of it because often that's all you really can do with it. And then I give you the working definition and try to put it in a context that you can begin to understand it. But you've got to be gentle with yourselves because you're not gonna get every term the first time. And that's why we go back over terms so that hopefully you begin to understand, oh, that's what that means to me, right? Because if you can't relate it back to yourself and your life, what, what good is it? So today's term, BCBA, welcome to alphabet land. I remember the first time somebody ever said BCBA to me and I was like, the who, the what, the hmm? What are you talking about? And now I say BCBA as if I'm saying the. I just say it so many times. And every once in a while, somebody will go, I have no idea what you're doing. And I go, oh my gosh, how could I have forgotten? Yeah. Um, but this is an important term. And this is an important term in today's world of autism. So let's, what is a BCBA? Let's go to our actual definition. Uh, which is not, there's not going to be much to make fun of because it doesn't really elucidate much. It's a board certified behavior analyst. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> like, what are we going to do with that? Hey, Parker, how are you? So glad you're here. So, you know, that that helps me how. So, it's, I mean, it sounds stuffy. It sounds like important, right? Board certified makes it sound like it's just all that and a bag of chips. And behavior analyst, like that sounds like somebody who you know, has a, a pocket protector and, you know, is really buttoned down and is like, well, I'm going to analyze your behavior. Doesn't sound fun to me. And it doesn't sound like somebody who can really help me. Right. But mm, they can. So let's move on to our working definition. Uh, okay. So a BCBA is someone who's trained extensively in the application of the principles of ABA. Well, now it's clear, right? Uh, this, this is our working definition. So if you don't know what a BCBA is, you may not know what ABA is. So ABA is Applied Behavior Analysis. It's a really old science. It's not something that's new. And by the way, it's not something that's just for autism. It isn't. People use ABA. You use ABA all the time, every day. You just may not realize it. So for instance, if you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution, and I want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm, how am I going to do this? I'm going to, you know, maybe I've decided to do the Weight Watchers app and, um, and Weight Watchers says, oh, you know, every time you, you know, do this, this, and this, uh, then we want you to reward yourself and you get this many extra points and you lost this much weight. So now you get this, right? And they'll try to build you up. Well, that's all ABA. That's all ABA. ABA says that, you know, we're looking at your behavior and we've built some contingencies in here. And what you've done before in the past was that, you know, if you got bored, you ate potato chips late at night. 
And the consequence of that was that you gain weight. And so Weight Watchers and Noom, Noom is all ABA, my friends. It's all ABA about eating and things like that. But these are not the only companies that use ABA. Olympic athletes have trainers that are trained in ABA because what we're looking for is to configure our lives so that we get to rewards more often. And that we do the things that are meaningful and that we can learn things that are hard for us and get better at things that we are struggling with. That's what ABA is all about. And it isn't just for autism. In fact, it isn't just for humans. You can use the principles of ABA on anything that's living. You can use it on plants, right? <laughs> so it's, it's just saying that, you know, we, all things have behavior. Plants have behavior that when they grow towards the sun, right? And so if we want a plant to do a certain thing, you know, there are ways that we can reward it so that it does those things. Um, so a BCBA is someone who is highly trained in this. And, and imagine that, you know, being a painter, you know, you would want to be trained in all the techniques, but then it's you and the canvas, right? There's a bunch of brushes, there's a bunch of paint, and you decide, you know, how you're going to apply the paint to the canvas. And I always think of BCBAs as being artists or architects, right? Um, that a, a, a person like me comes in and says, hey, I want to learn how to do this. And then the B, BCBA says, okay, well, I have this tool, this tool, and this, tool. let's try this tool. Let's see if we can help you through rewards to learn this. And if that doesn't work, I have other tools and it's very individualized. So they are the architects of programs to help people to get to the meaning in their lives. That's really what a BCBA is. So how do we apply this to autism? There's an individual with autism and they are struggling with some things and they're good at other things, just like everyone else in the world, right? Um, but their ability to communicate might be different than their teachers. ABA sort of levels the playing field. It takes it to the behavior level, not necessarily, you know, teacher stands up there and bip, 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 like I'm doing right now, right? Um, and some people will learn that way and other people won't. And ABA says, let's look at how the learner learns and then let's apply the tools to that so that we can help them to get where they want to get that's good quality ABA. And if you don't have a good architect, then you might waste a whole lot of time. This is why I say that good quality ABA is vastly, vastly, vastly different than just your run of the mill ABA. Okay. So that's a BCBA, a board certified behavior analyst. They're trained extensively. They are board certified. They have to exist under a set of rules. Um, that are put in place to make sure that they are ethical and that they're doing their best job and that they have continuing education. A really experienced BCBA is a life-changing thing. We know for sure that having access to experienced BCBAs helps individuals to learn. There's lots of science about that. Now, you might be working with a BCBA who's newer. As long as they have someone who's mentoring them, who's older, you want to maximize that experience issue with BCBAs. Uh, okay, so that's, uh, somebody said, you may be surprised how much ABA you don't know and already, uh, uh, and already know when you do proper research, behavior is either always continuous or staying still, like my lips uh, as I use my hands to type. 
Um, very interesting. I don't claim ever to be an expert, um, but I, I will tell you that I absolutely consider myself an expert of what the benefits are of a good quality ABA program. I absolutely hear from parents on a regular basis about things that are not the experience that I've had and my son has had with good quality ABA because there's a lot of bad ABA out there, a lot of bad ABA out there. Um, and I am about getting rid of that. Uh, that's very much what I'm about because I'm about good ABA acknowledges the individual and their dignity and their right to be how they are. But it, it focuses on how do we help them to achieve the things that are meaningful to them, not what's meaningful to me. Um, and I think that that's a really important, important distinguish. Um, okay. Um, I will, I just want to clarify that today is always on this show. You can ask any question that you want to ask. Um, so you can ask any question. We have experts on different days that can help with things a little bit more than I can, but you can ask a question absolutely any day. All right, moving on from BCBA. Let's take a look at what our question of the day is for you. Our question today is what's the hardest part of the holidays for you? Uh, and good morning, Nasser. What is the hardest part of the holidays for you? Like what, what is the, the sticking point? Um, what is, uh, what's the thing that catches you up or paralyzes you or makes you run from the holidays or fear the holidays? What's the hardest part of the holidays for you? I think um, the hardest part of the holidays for me is, um, that, you know, you, there are people who are no longer here. You know, I think about the holidays and I, I think we all think about when we were a child. Right. And, um, you know, I remember when my dad passed away and it was like, Oh, how are we going to have Christmas without my dad? And now both of my parents have passed away, but so many people, you know, at that age where a lot of people have passed away. So for me, it's balancing the, the good memories and realizing that, it's okay to let those be and not have the expectation. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. So that's the hardest part for me. It's a little bit bittersweet. Um, and, and I have to remind myself to be present in this year because I have all these things to be grateful for this year and the people that are here this year. And then I don't want to miss that. Um, and I can, I can get into the, ooh, you know, I, I, I miss my parents. I do. I absolutely do. But that's no reason to miss the celebration of what is now. You know, my, I can remember as a kid that my dad, uh, his parents were no longer alive, but he still celebrated with us. Somebody else is not being able to see all of my family due to COVID. It's hard, right? And remembering those you lost. I lost my father 11 years ago in November. The holidays have not been the same ever since. And I'm sending you a hug because I know what you're saying there. And it's, it's hard and it isn't the same and it won't ever be the same. But um, I'm a big one for saying, you know, let's create new memories. Let's, I always like to honor my parents at, at Christmas and, and have at least a moment or a series of moments that are about honoring their memory and bringing who they were into the present um, for my son to participate. But I try to keep it at a very, um, you know, contained level so that the whole holiday isn't about paying homage to the people from the past, that part of it is about the present 
and homage to the future. You know, when my dad passed away, it was uh, eight months later, my nephew was born. And it's so funny to me to now to think about it um, because I, in my memory, it's as if they knew each other and they didn't, they sort of passed. But I, it was the first indication to me that when things leave your life, other things come and no one takes the place, right? But my nephew, there was, there was this hole where my dad was and now my nephew came and we needed to make room for him and there's always room for more love, right? Um, but that is the circle of life, right? And, and he adds something and it's crazy to me to think that they didn't exist in the same time because it, in my love, it feels like it. So I encourage you to look and see what, uh, what is coming to you this year for the things that you have lost. And then this one is going to be a hard one because a lot of us aren't able to be with friends and family. I usually have a big Christmas Eve party and that's not going to happen this year. But we have decided to, you know, share that in a Zoom meeting because we have a lot of friends who are childless and some of them who are single. And it's really a time to make sure that we pull everybody into the fold who uh, would otherwise be feeling alone. So I feel you. I feel you. I'm sending you a hug. Um, it's hard. What else is hard for you guys during the holidays? Feel free to write in at any point. Uh, but we are going to move on to the topic of the week. This is the last week of live shows here uh, at Autism Live. So we're talking about ASD and the holidays. That's all we're going to be talking about this week. Uh, but if you if you tune in late and you missed the big announcement, Dr. Temple Granite is live tomorrow morning with us for the first 45 minutes of the show. And I just want to remind everybody that I'm curating those questions right now. So you can write in questions for Temple Grandin. Um, somebody already wrote in one. Um, and you can write them in now, or you can email them to me at s.penrod at autism-live. We will only take questions up till six o'clock tonight. So I know some people are going to come tomorrow and be like, why aren't you taking the live questions? Because that's not the way we do it with Temple. So write those questions into me before 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time uh, and let me know what, uh, what you would like to ask. Temple Grandin. Okay. So uh, moving on, you know, normally on Monday we have Bonnie and I confuse things this morning and we don't have Bonnie today, but I was kind of excited about it because I really wanted to take a few minutes and wax poetic about some of the, the toy sponsors for Sensitive Santa and take a minute to really uh, highlight them. So, you know, the first thing that I want to do is talk about discovery toys um, and I have one of the toys that we have in the toy guide. So this is Froggy Ball, and he's a little noisy. I apologize. Uh, this is a th therapist recommended winner um, for, this is for the baby and toddler category. But Discovery Toys has several winners in our toy guide, and they sent us a bunch of like top quality toys uh, to give away that were featured in this year's guide and in other guides. I don't know if I put my, I don't have my little cards. Uh, so many toys. I just want to say to you, go to Discovery Toys. Here's the deal with Discovery Toys. They are, um, you know, a multi-level marketing uh, opportunity. So you can find the distributor in your, the carrier in your area 
and it's often a parent or a teacher and um, they will have a party for you and you can have a virtual party. And what I love about it is you will see amazing toys. These are just so well made. They also, um, one of the other awards that they won this year was uh, the best of the best of the best marble run. Oh my gosh, this marble run is off the chain. You can race marbles. You can put it together a million different ways. We featured it with uh, Dr. Doreen's a couple of weeks ago. There it is. I mean, it's just that yellow part at the top is how you race marbles. And also therapist recommended uh, award for us this year. But we also gave awards for, um, they have these decks of cards that are on, um, I, I thought I had them here. I think they're just over there, but uh, they're, hang on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm letting you look at nothing for a second. Where are my, my things? I don't know where they went. Okay. So, um, but they're great. There they are. Grandparent talk and family talk. Um, I love these things. They got the social award, um, in two different categories. Uh, one that was for caregivers and one that was for our teens and tweens, because during the holidays, when, when you're having family visit, or even, even if you're not visiting and you're doing the zoom call, I think all of us that are parents of an individual who's on the spectrum, who's had some difficulty with communication communication skills and social skills. And then you, what you want more than anything else, right, is for them to be able to communicate with your parents. And you want your family members to sort of get who your kid is and appreciate who they are and be willing to sort of communicate in a more fluid way so that you can have they can have conversations and have a relationship. And sometimes the way that that conversation happens is going to look and feel a little bit different. But what I find is that people who don't have great experience with our kids shut down a little bit. And they're like, well, I don't know what to say. I said what I normally say and, and it didn't work and they didn't respond and they walked away or they looked at me funny. Right. And this, these little cards grease the skids. So, because here's the thing. Before the, before the Skype call, you can sit and rehearse with your child and because sometimes they feel flustered in the moment and they, they need time and the other person doesn't give them the time, right? Uh, because they don't know how to. It's not, we're not blaming anybody, but we're looking for the way to get to the success. So there are these wonderful conversation starters. And in the beginning, you would rehearse them a little bit. And for anybody who tells me, well, that doesn't feel very natural, grab a whoopee, would you? Because I don't know about you, but if I ever, I mean, it's been years since I've been on a, um, a job interview, but don't we rehearse before we do that? Come on. We rehearse before fire drills. We rehearse before big conversations. I, you know, I, I had a landlord a couple of years ago that would just, you know, kind of run over what I was saying and I wouldn't be able to get a word in edgewise. And I said to my husband, role play it with me. What am I going to do when they say this? And what am I going to do? You know, and then the conversation went better. Why? Because we rehearsed. So if you think that rehearsing, like I said, grab a whoopee. So we, we can have our therapists or ourselves sit down with our teen, our tween, or if you're the individual on the spectrum, you can look at these cards, rehearse them, and then you share them with the other person. Now we have a little bit of a script. It's not fully scripted. But we can start to connect. I guarantee you that grandparent talk one 
if you even did one question a week with uh, the grandparents, look at that. Uh, and, and I love that they come on those little rings because my suggestion is to, you know, how you always have something in the middle of the table. You put a wooden bowl in the middle of the table and you put those in there and you take turns that somebody grabs one out every dinner and they pick one and we talk about it and practice. I'm telling you, these things are amazing. So uh, we just, lo I love Discovery Toys. We love Discovery Toys. They are always win multiple awards in our toy guide. And it's not by coincidence. It's because they make good toys. They make really good toys and they're durable and they're safe and they're well thought out and they're good for our kiddos. So if you are, you know, this holiday season, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I suggest that you have a party. You can have a virtual party. Your friends will get to know more about toys and then you get credits. A lot of times you'll, you'll get free toys for having a party. So it's a really good thing. There's a social element to it. You know, having that uh, virtual party, it's a, it's a fantastic thing. Uh, okay. So I, I also uh, want to say thanks to North star games because um, they, they have this, I've got it upside down. What am I doing? Um, this was an award winner. This one in our adult category, uh, won our speech builder award. And we thought that this was a great game and they donated to the event. It was just super fabulous. Um, uh, where this, I always say the wonderful thing about play is that you have the ability to not get it hundred percent right and not be judged right? It's uh, Dr. Phil always says you need a safe place to fail games. Games are a safe place to fail and it's a wonderful way to build skills. And this is a great game to do this. We played this in our house and it was super duper wonderful. I also mentioned before Destroyer Toys has a line of, uh, I know the name is, you say a destroyer, but it's, it's spelled in a way that it looks like distroller. Um, but you say destroyer and when you say destroyer, you think, oh, they must make tanks and war toys and things like that. No, no, quite the contrary. Um, so they, they make these babies and, um, you can't tell for, I don't know if you can see this little baby who's in his bubble here and, um, they have a weight to them. Um, these little babies and they're what they are, baby aliens. And there's the whole backstory. You remember the cabbage patch? And then there's been all these other dolls. So uh, these are quickly becoming collector items. Uh, but don't be confused. They are great toys. And we gave this the Social Skills Award winner uh, for preschool, I believe, that this was. So uh, we, we love the weight of the baby. There's a sensory thing to it. Their bottoms are weighted like a baby's would be. Um, but there are so many ways to play with this baby that are interactive. So the baby comes, he's an alien and they all have their own name and they come with this feeding tube and, and the baby has to progress. So they've got their little, uh, there's so many aspects to this toy. So they've got their little feeding solution and the baby has to be fed every so often, but it's not like those Tamagotchi things where the baby dies. If you don't feed it and you forget, it's not like that. Um, but they're encouraged to feed the baby. And then there, there's little vitamins down here that they give the baby. And then there's, uh, there's a tablet that has to be dissolved. So there's stuff to do. 
which is really wonderful. The baby has its umbilical cord, but eventually the umbilical cord comes out and he comes with his little diaper, but you can buy more toys so that he gets to the point where he doesn't need his diaper anymore. And I also love when you get this toy, be careful, don't rip up the box because there's more stuff. Can you see there's a drawer down here? And there's more stuff in the drawer and it's a storage space as you stop because after a while he comes out of his incubator he has to be in the incubator for a while the, and i don't know if you can see all the things there's a lot that comes with this little toy and he's super fantabulous and you can collect them and what i also love about it as an aunt I'm an aunt and, you know, as an aunt, I would always say, and I'm an aunt to some people that I'm not even related to. Right. But I would always say, what, what are they into? If it's something that you could build on, because the parents maybe buy the baby, maybe grandma buys the baby. Right. But then, you know, you don't have to, you could buy more babies and, and build their collection of neonate babies, but you could also get the baby uh, more nappies. You can get him clothes. You can buy him a Halloween costume. Uh, you know, this toy lasts, lasts, lasts. Uh, I mentioned before the Ann Williams group that make, they, they have a company, Craftastic, and they make, these are incredible. These are in our caregiver uh, category. So the, these one were the best art and craft for caregiver. And there are many different types of them. They're called sticker and chill. And I put these for caregivers because I loved them. But the truth of the matter is you could give these to a teen and they have different categories. Like I picked the one um, to demo that's the Flower Fest because I love flowers. So I said it's like color forms, right? So you're given a blank slate. Now this isn't blank anymore because I put all these stickers on it. I got to find my camera here. I, and let me just tell you the stress relief on this. Um, <laughs> this is better than Prozac. And, and lots and lots of different things. And every time they give you a scene, they give you a page of stickers. And look how many stickers I have left over, even though I filled this thing with stickers. And here's the best part about it. You can't fail. So I decide, oh, I don't like this little element here. I can peel it off and I can put it some, I can put it on the stairs. Now, if I'm doing this side by side, I can do this with a school-aged kid and I can go, oh, I'm going to put this record on the stairs. And then I look at them and I go, is that right? And they'll go, no, you can't put a record on the stairs. I'm like, why? Now I'm doing, you know, cause and effect and social, absolutely, like so many things you can do with this. I love them. And the price point on them is ridiculous. I'm giving these as gifts um, to people this year. So, so great. And this one is all succulents and crystals. Uh, I gave one to Sunny to demo a couple of weeks ago that was uh, Wanderlust. It was all travel. This one is personal spaces. They have a bunch of these. But they also make kits. Last year, we had the award winner that was an empowerment poster, and we fell in love with these people. This year, we picked, there's a, a, a succulent terrarium that I, I think crafts are more important than ever in COVID, but I don't know about you. I don't want to have to go do a craft and I have to go get the things. I'm not leaving the house. And if I order, by the time the stuff comes, I'm out of the mood of it, right? All the things that you see there on the terrarium kit come with it. You don't have to go buy a thing. It's all there. You don't have to go look for it. You can make this. You can sit down and make this in 45 minutes and be done. I love it because there's very little cleanup. Um, and with the, for instance, with the sticker and chill, there's no cleanup, 
because I don't know about you. Sometimes, you know, I'm doing a craft and it's like, oh, I don't have time to finish it. And now where does it go? Right. So the kit, thank you for asking, Angel. The kit is every, everything. Go back to the terrarium picture there, uh, Traven, if you would. It makes um, these there. It comes with three. So those three little hexagons that you see, those are fake succulents. So it comes with the things for you to make the boxes. You have to, you have to glue the boxes together. Super easy. It comes with the rocks and it comes with these, um, things that you, uh, make into those succulents. And then you can decide where you're going to put them. You can put them on your desk. You can give the, you know, one, uh, you've got three of them. You can give them as a gift. You can put them on the wall. You get to decide what you want to do with them. But it's this super fun thing and everything that you need comes in the kit. I absolutely love it. Um, so yes, you will. So the question was, will I be able to watch this over for the toys? Too many I want to get. Yes. But I want to tell you that these are all featured in our toy guide. So if you go to our website, www.autism-live.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see a little icon that says toy guide. If you click on it, you have pages and pages and pages of the toy guide. And we're going to do more of the toy guide on um, Thursday. We're going to go through all of the award winners. I'm just focusing on the ones that donated to Sensitive Santa. Um, so, you know, definitely check out the toy guide. And here's the other thing that years ago when we started this, people said to us, you know, great, you told us which toys to get, but now I got to go search it. So what we've done is made it easy for you. There is a place where you can click uh, purchase now. We don't make any money off of this. We, we're not making any money off of it. I just want you to know that we endorsed these toys because we thought they were great. But all you have to do is click the purchase now and it'll take you to Amazon or wherever you can get the toy. So, um, but no, I would encourage you when you go to the place where you see the sticker and chill in the terrarium, look around at their other stuff because they have so many great craft projects. And in COVID, you know, one of the best gifts that you can give anyone is something that is a craft project that they don't have to go find other things and that they can do in under an hour because we all need a break. Right. And, but you can't craft all day. We have too many other things to do. So they're particularly great at putting together crafts that you can do in under an hour you don't have to go hunt for the pieces. They give you all the pieces uh, right there for you. Okay, I got to talk a little bit about edX, but I've got this big, uh, it, and excuse me, it's EDX um, Education is the name of the company. So there, and see, that's what you're seeing right now makes a little bit more sense. This was our motor winner, um, and I just... I keep saying to people, you've got to make sure that your kids have enough uh, have enough exercise, right? Because they're not going to sensory regulate unless they have enough exercise. And in COVID, it's so hard. And I keep saying to people, you know, turn your living room into a um, like uh, uh, <laughs> what's the word that I want, Traven? When you uh, an obstacle course, that's the word that I want. Um, so that you you. You're, when you transform your living room into an obstacle course already, what you're doing is you're teaching flexibility of thought, but you're also teaching flexibility of body. 
you're giving the individual an opportunity to use their body in a way that they haven't in this space before. This is already good cognitively, right? And a lot of times what I'm learning is that people are like, I don't know how to turn my house into an obstacle course. Well, uh, EDX education has a series of toys and this is just one of them. This, uh, this one is Stepalog and, and we gave this the toy winner for motor skills. And I love this because it's super simple. You, you can't fail. There's no way to mess this up, right? There are these blocks that are attached by rope and you can take these and you throw them on your living room floor and now you have an obstacle course. And it took you three seconds. And then when you're done, they fit nicely together. They stack and, you know, there, there you have it. And you can do other things with this as well. Like, I'm just going to tell you, um, I, I can see having a party and using these to and putting ice in them to have drinks in them. I, I, I know. Um, <laughs> but there are lots of uses for this. But first, you know, notice that each one of the, the, the logs, it's slanted in a different way and they have different surfaces on them. This is really good play for your kids. You're going to use them over and over again. And every single day, you throw them on the floor in a different direction and you've got a different obstacle course. This is how we ignite children's minds. Now, they this is not the only toy that they have like this. They have Step-A-Path, which is really wonderful. Um, and it's too far away for me to grab, um, but I'll show it on Thursday. But um, it's same principle, but not attached to ropes. And you've got some logs and you've got some tree stumps that are beautiful bowls that you turn upside down and then they step on them. I'm telling you, your kids will have such a good time. But if you go to EDX education and see the level of toys that they have, educational toys, I think a lot of times these toys are used by like really good Montessori schools. Uh, look at that. There's the step of path, you know, and so imagine throwing those around the house and doing different things every day. You have a different obstacle course. It's so, so brilliant. Um, so love EDX education. I think we all need to turn our living rooms into these wonderful educationally rich places. I also want to make sure, uh, yes, the floor is lava. Absolutely. That's exactly what we want to be doing. You're with me, Angel. I love it. Um, also want to make sure that we've got a couple of other um, toys. I just got, I have to look at my guide really quick to make sure that I tell you because these people donated so, so many things. Um, my toy guide is all messed up here. Um, I mentioned uh, dis Discovery Toys. Who have I not mentioned? Oh, Endless Games has always been. So they're cornered game. Absolutely fabulous. Oh, uh, we love. Uh, Got to see here. Who else? Um, oh, 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 oh. We love Think Fun. Uh, Think Fun donated some. We've got some great board games from them. Chicken War. And Amaze, want to thank them. Club Squishy Surprise, which we'll talk a little bit about on Thursday. Want to say thanks to Gridley Games. Um, I know I'm forgetting a big one. Oh, uh, uh, Rebex 3, uh, 3D Puzzles. We're going to make sure we talk about those on Thursday. Um, but I'm forgetting a big one. Oh, Lux Blocks. Can't forget Lux Blocks. How much does Autism Live love Lux Blocks? We love it so much. I'm just rifling through papers, the thing I always tell everybody not to do. Uh, I love, she uses the couch as an obstacle, LOL. I'm, I'm going to guide when we are done. Yes, 
EDX education, absolutely wonderful. <clears throat> they also have a blog uh, and a podcast. And I was on the podcast on Friday. Uh, and I think Traven had posted the link to it. If not, we'll do that today so that you can hear. I just love them. I was super, super um, love what, what they do. So I know I've forgotten a couple of people that donated for Sensitive Santa. We're going to make sure that we hit those hard on uh, Thursday. We're out of time, but I just want to send some love to everybody. If you have questions for Dr. Grandin, it's tomorrow. It's live. I got to have the questions by 6 p.m. Pacific time. Send them to me. Uh, S.Penrod at autism-live.com. S.Penrod at autism-live.com. Send me those questions. It's the last time that Temple Grandin will be live, 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 live with us tomorrow so you don't miss it please tell people you know we don't market um so please share we'll put something out later on today but please share it with everybody that you know in the autism community um we really love it when temple has an opportunity to speak live for you guys so uh we'll see you then until then uh give yourselves uh give your kiddos a hug for me and yourselves one too bye-bye for now